Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mark Hosking breakfast in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, why are they mucking Scott Robertson around? What, what, uh, uh, the price of coffee these days. Uh, we've got some advice for people who are finding it more, too expensive. And uh, Luxon and, and Rangiora, the weird conversations he had there. But before any of that, the bread and butter reset or the uh, reprioritization process or the policy bonfire. Light it up. Personally, what did I like best yesterday? Personally, the best bit of that back down Wednesday was the dumping of the egregious social insurance. Not just another tax from a government that said no new taxes, never forget that, but a compulsory tax that didn't serve everyone. Most people didn't want it and would have sent all the wrong signals to the job market. Now, if you want insurance to protect income, you can get it. You've always been able to get it. If you don't want it, making you have it is overreach. Now, forcing you to have it and then giving you no choice as to who you get it from, that's limousine-left politics at its worst, and that's before the inflationary impact and a cost-of-living mess. Hence it's gone, hence we say good riddance. Biofuel, same thing. Although for the Greenies, this government and their record on the environment now really not flashes. I mean, a lot of promises, not a lot of delivery. Uh, the merger... We covered earlier, of course, the TVNZ Radio New Zealand merger. We covered that at the start of the program. The hate speech nonsense, mad ideology filed off the um, filed off to the Law Commission to be buried for years. Uh, I take some pride, by the way, in the three waters. I said, and if you're a regular, you'll remember, I said a number of times last year and indeed the year before, mark my words, I said, mark my words, three waters will not see the light of day. And so it has proven to be. Uh, pipes, sure. Maori, no. The treaty settlement masquerading as an infrastructure project was a disaster from the start. In totality, when you think about it, in totality, you can't actually argue with any of what Hipkins did yesterday. Why? Because it was all foolhardy. It was all badly thought out, had no buy-in, and as a result, they found themselves entering election year heading for a pasting. The only thing you can worry about is this minimum wage increase. Yet another boost to the already wildly inflationary environment, yet another cost on business in a market where you can't get labour anyway. I assumed... That matter, a major announcement on immigration settings is still to come. Please let that be true. They've got to do something more about it. So in totality, this will have done the government, in my estimation, no damage whatsoever. But, but, what it shows you is an astonishing amount of waste in time and money. Years of productive decision-making, gone, up in smoke. All that effort for no return. Almost as though they've taken these past three years and gone, uh, none of it was working, none of it made us popular, so, oh well, it's off. It's brazen, it's transparent, it's desperate, but as far as the election goes, I still think the die is cast. I still think they're toast, but they will be praying I'm wrong. Yes, so uh, once the policy bonfire is cooled down uh, and Mike starts poking through the ashes, uh, he's certainly found the remains of the uh, TVNZ, RNZ merger in there. Did anybody even notice that that was... Uh, going to be happening in the first place. Make no mistake about it, the dumping of the TVNZ Radio New Zealand merger is the dumping of a dumb idea. I told the Prime Minister, the then Prime Minister, Radun that as she sat in this very studio next to me some years ago. I said, listen, if I say nothing else and you listen to nothing else, take it from a person who's been in this game for 40 years, it's a dumb idea. It'll achieve nothing, damage a lot more than it will address and is driven by a mad ideology that we want a BBC type arrangement that we realistically can never have. The trouble with the announcement is it's not like they've realised it's mad. The only thing they've realised is they're going to lose an election, so in a desperate attempt to right the ship, they're getting rid of stuff that they think will help their cause. They still think it's a good idea. If the polls were different, they would still be doing it. The part they can't hide from, though, and here's the sadness of it all, is the waste. 
What a waste of time. What a waste of energy. What a waste of money. Millions spent, consultants galore. What about the upset and upheaval within the organisations as staff wonder what the hell's happening to their future? This is the trouble with the state running stuff it really has no idea about. When I first joined Radio New Zealand in the late 80s, early 90s, I was gobsmacked at what a mess the place was. You thought Gliding On was a comedy. It wasn't. It was a documentary. I rejoined Radio New Zealand years later. It was a slightly more modern version, but still in a world of its own. I've worked for TVNZ several times under different governments and different guises. Even the slickest of them doesn't come close to the professionalism, focus and performance of the media as run these days by the private sector. So years' worth of meetings, debates, spending, inconvenience, wastage and theory for what? Hey, guess what? We aren't doing that now. And here's the other thing about the scrapping. Although it avoids a needless mess, it doesn't help the government. The industry will be relieved, yes. But the voter never gave a toss. Why would you? I mean, this has always been Beltway stuff. What we care about is the cost of the mortgage, the price of fruit and vegetables, and on that the government's lost control. Who runs the six o'clock news has always been irrelevant. Now, what Mike didn't mention in there is the price of coffee. Now, I hadn't heard this lately, but we've had correspondence into the show that people are finding coffee super expensive. Let me go back to the 850 on the flat white. If you're, Can I just say this? And people who make coffee for a living professionally are going to hate me. I can't remember the last time I bought a cup of coffee uh, because there's a certain... This is, this is Mike Hosking's answer to inflation. Is there a turmeric shortage? Or? Well, <laughs> this is the answer to inflation. The answer to inflation is you've got to bite the bullet. Uh, don't moan about paying eight fifty for a coffee. Don't buy it. And that's how you fix inflation because eventually all that's happening, and I'm absolutely convinced in this country now, not everybody, not all the time, don't get me wrong, but there's greedflation. There are people passing on costs for the sake of passing on costs. If I get permission from my wife, I'll tell a story probably tomorrow on the program of a quote she got to do something that was just, it's no other word other than just sheer greed and for no good reason. But I can't tell you at the moment because I don't have her permission and only... Colin, you've got to give us a bit more than that. No, I can't. A quote she got to do something. She went out and got a quote... And it was, and I know what it should cost, and I've done it overseas, and I know what it costs overseas. And the same. I mean, are thing we talking is, cosmetic surgery? No, we're not talking cosmetic <laughs> surgery. But but she came back with a number, and I went, "They're taking." The- uh, are you talking about hiring a hitman? I I'm mean, not- <laughs> could be have anything. You seen, have you seen the price of hiring a hitman lately? Talk about inflation. Anyway, where was I? So you don't. The the answer to inflation is to not not do it. Don't buy into it. So the bosses don't give the pay rises. And the people don't buy the goods. And this is what Adrian Orr's trying to do. He's trying to engineer a recession. Because what happens eventually is if you can't pass on the cost, you're not going to sell it. If you're not going to sell it, you're going to have to start laying people off. And at 8.50 for a flat white, you're being had. But are you saying that you don't have to buy a coffee? No, you buy a machine. And because what you do is you go out and buy a machine. And eventually at 8.50, you need to make, and we've done this equation before, buy a bag of beans for 12 bucks. Buy a bag of beans for 12 bucks, and you'll get 10 cups of coffee out of the bag of beans. That's $1.20 a cup. You don't have to have many cups before you've paid for your whole machine. Don't get robbed blind. That's what, that's what inflation is. It's people being sucked in on a daily basis and going, oh, well, you know, it's inflation. And then you go to somebody else to help them because you can't afford it anymore. Somebody else pays the bill. So do- if I am making my own coffee, yeah. does the turmeric go in... Afterwards. Right, okay. At the very end. Don't ask stupid questions. Uh, the turmeric uh, reference there is that Mike used to insist on, on drinking turmeric lattes, I think. Uh, in recent times, when I have been at a cafe with him and he's ordered a coffee, he insists on ordering a, a, a medium black, which is not a short black or a long black. 
it's somewhere in between. The, I know. They talk about this is this is when Harry met Sally. Scale high maintenance. That's what that is. Uh, let's uh, get on to somebody who doesn't really seem that high maintenance, and yet he just seems to obviously rub people in power the wrong way. Scotty Robinson. Scott Robertson. Hey, come on. I, as, as much as I love Colin Mansbridge, and I do, the head of Canterbury Rugby, his explanation this morning that <clears throat> Scott doesn't know what's going on, all he had to do was look at Scott's face, and Scott went, Buller. I mean, I, I love Scott. And my problem is you cannot let Scott go to Fiji. I mean, I don't blame Fiji for having a crack, but if Scott Robertson ends up the coach of Fiji, we have dropped the ball in the most spectacular fashion. The other one apparently is Scotland. Scotland would get him in the European mix and then he'd be off to England before you know it because he's a genius. So I think Scott knows more than he's letting on. I think Colin Mansbridge was running defence and I think the decision as regards how they're going to appoint the all-black coach is probably right in what Scott says. It's not too far away. You know what? I'm just not interested in a coach who can't break dance. That's what it comes down to. I want a breakdancing coach. Is that too much to ask? Come on. Hey, um, I'm not sure what kind of a breakdancer Christopher Luxon is, uh, but he's probably getting better at answering hard, answering hard questions, although some questions are harder and more random than others. Interesting piece floating about this morning. Luxon was in Rangiora. Uh, he alluded to it, he said, a couple of days ago, so maybe it was a couple of days, Rangiora. Uh, and he said the, the, the reportage is he got a lot of questions from people. It was packed, which is a good sign. Uh, hundreds of people turned up, 400 people turned up, filled the hall. So that's a good sign. People are engaged. But he got a lot of questions on the mandates and the conspiracy theories. And <clears throat> this particular report said, and I take personal affront at it, having a relationship with North Canterbury. North Canterbury has more than its fair share of the lunatic fringe die-hard anti-vaxxers, incorrigible conspiracy theorists and wacky obsessives. And apparently a lot of the questions, I must, when I have more time, ask him how much of that's out there and how much of this is going to be part of the election campaign. You know, the old business of, you know, the mandates and the nurses and the vaccine and deaths and all the other stuff that's going on. You do around. know when you're in an area like that, though, don't you? Because there'll be signs... In the paddocks, <laughs> you drive past. There's signs everywhere. If you leave central New Zealand, if you leave I'm looking at you. New I'm Zealand, looking at you, Maramaru. Yeah, exactly. You go to rural New Zealand, provincial New Zealand. It is full of anti-government signs. It's a very good point. Um, you know, put up whatever sign you want, I guess. But why are you still telling people to end the mandates? Do we still have men? What mandates are there? I don't feel like I'm being mandated to do anything anymore. Stop shouting in the mandates at me. Hey, I can't stand a stale sign. I'm Glenn ZB. You'll never find stale signs on this podcast because that's the rewrap. It's only slightly stale. It's just a slight review. It's not a long review. Well, I mean, I guess you could be listening to this in you know, 2033, and in case it's 10 years old, I suppose. Is it worth it? Are you enjoying it 10 years on? little journey back in time. I'm Glenn Zippy. See you in a decade.